The time has come again, like the song says. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there, Dimwit Nation. Uh, I am one of your hosts of the DYM podcast. I'm Sean Donnelly. I'm Dutch. You know me. I'm joined here <laughs> by the very furry, the very uh, fuckable hey. uh, Andrew Ooh. Cool Breeze Fiore. <laughs> I'll take it. Yes, it's my full name. Andrew Joseph Cool Breeze Fiore. <laughs> that song is so great. Uh, people go, you changed everything else up. We go, why didn't you change a song? I, it's too fun. It's too good of a song. It's too. It's it's such a great song. It's I'm, fantastic. I'm it the rest of the day, I'm walking around going, "Bring it to me." <laughs> I'm doing my laundry, singing it. It's great. <laughs> uh, what's going on there, Andrew? How are you, kid? Pretty good. Pretty good week. Uh, uh, you know, we we record this on Thursdays for you fine folks to come uh, hear it on Fridays. And uh, the week went by pretty quickly for me. I got two things I wanted to bring up to you before we get into the movie talk. Okay. Um, I, uh, I I don't know. I'll let you pick first. Uh, I got a new tattoo or do you want to hear about funeral stuff? Wow. Well, let's let's start with the funeral stuff and then we'll, we'll okay. end, end with the t- new tattoo. That's a good segue because one's a little funner than the other that's what uh, i figured bad news first yeah well it's 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 not terrible news so um you're gonna laugh at this but i have an uncle leo (laughs) 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 you guys know we love seinfeld and we we talk in seinfeldian vocabulary andy hello <laughs> he's technically uh, he, he's he's quote unquote my uncle. He was my dad's best friend. He's never not been a part of my life. He's a fake I've uncle. No, I, exactly. I have those too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's my uncle Leo and Aunt Tilly, and so uh, he unfortunately, after a long battle with Alzheimer's, also well into his nineties, passed away this week. Very sad. Yeah, uh, yeah. His kids are like my you know family as well, and um. But, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, well, at least he's not, you know, suffering anymore. And his, yes, his, yeah. his wife, Tilly, had died a few years ago. He was getting lonely and he, he was such a big family guy. COVID was really killing him because he was a Sunday dinners every Sunday. Get together yeah. with family. And so he was living in a uh, assisted living home and it just got to be really rough. So it's one of those where you're like, well, at least he's not suffering anymore. Yeah. But I got to thinking because some. You, when you when you talk about your uncle Leo so much, it becomes second nature, and sometimes you don't even think of the Seinfeld stuff until I saw my little sister, and you know we are driving to the service in New Jersey together. She goes, uh, I, I text her, I go, hey, you want to? Uh, I go to Uncle Leo's uh, service. You want to share? Uh, you want me to drive you? She goes. Hello, you know, she gave me the hello. <laughs> she, she your Uncle Leo? Question mark. <laughs> so we were having. I fun didn't even with know that. your sister was a fan. Oh yeah, I've she she takes on a lot of the stuff that I take on. You know that I'm passionate about. Okay. Music, okay. Movies. So uh, we were having fun with that the whole ride out there, but then it got me thinking. I have an Uncle Leo, and I have a Seinfeld aunt. I had an Aunt Sylvia. <laughs> and Jerry, if you remember, it's not a character at all, but there's the one line Jerry goes, I feel like I'm talking to my Aunt Sylvia here. Yeah. I had an Aunt Sylvia. <laughs> Me and Seinfeld had uh, uh, Uncle Leo and Aunt Sylvia. The stars have crossed for the, the, the Fiori family and the Seinfeld TV show. <laughs> yeah. So um, we were having fun talking about that on the way to uh, the service. And I wanted to talk to you about the service because you, you grew up a nice Catholic boy. I like sure did. Help. I was an altar boy twice, officially. Altar twice. boy twice, and uh, <laughs> so it's such a. Uh, I think it's Mike Birbiglia's joke. Man, I don't know who's the joke it is, but it's a very funny joke. Maybe it's Gaffigan, where he goes. Uh, so I was, uh, I was a Catholic. I was an altar boy. I know what you're thinking. The answer is no. <laughs> 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 I wish I knew whose joke that was, but I, it's one of those Catholics. 
It might but, have been Birbiglia. It sounds like it's so funny because they're different comics, but yeah. it could be either one. Right. Yeah. So uh, we're we're at the funeral service now. You know, unfortunately, we've all had to deal with this kind of stuff in our life, and you Catholics out there know that. Um, you know, when it's a Catholic mass and the funeral rites, they have a little different thing. And in COVID times, it's obviously now it was very small. It was distance, but it was a a service at the funeral home to you know kind of uh, go under the guidelines of the COVID regulations. You couldn't do like a, a big church thing. So everything was done in one space. And they brought in this father, this priest from, uh, I guess, the local parish or whatever. Shawnee, I got to tell you, between comedians and just any live performances more, I have not hated a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Like that bad, huh? This guy is up there doing 45 minutes. He thinks he's a headliner, dude. I'm telling you, he is riff. He's beepopping and scat. Your, your uncle's dead. You're like, what's with this hack? What's with this hack? Uh, dude, my sister looked at me and we just both like did that eye roll. Like, can you fucking believe this guy? Also, for old school Catholics, can't you picture older relatives saying how disrespectful that is if he's doing yeah, it? Dude. Yeah. And you know, this this is there's an older faction of people there because they were just old. Right, of and course. I could see my dad's friend Dick Florsheimer getting uncomfortable going. What the fuck is going on? With yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy, you know, he's up there and he's making it all about himself. He's uh -huh. tying in every story and it's going back to him. He goes, I know. Uncle, I know your uncle Leo's up there playing those Italian card games. He's like to do. I hope he doesn't run into my grandfather, who was a very known cheat at those games. <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> You know, this, guy's, this guy's doing crowd work at the funeral service. It's like, you know what? I'd rather you fuck a kid than do this act. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. I, that's the worst. Because you're like, it's, that's another Seinfeld reference. He's like, are you, yeah. are you insulted because you're Jewish? No, I'm insulted because I'm a comedian. <laughs> I said bebopping and scatting too before you missed it. <laughs> He's up there bebopping and scatting. <laughs> I didn't hear he it. Was, you know what? Bebopping and scatting is so in my lexicon at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even hear it as a Seinfeld thing. Yeah. He, I mean, here's he. He was giving like his credits, dude. It felt like a fucking bad open mic hack. Oh God. Just, oh my God. Oh, he was you know with the mask. He goes, yeah, I'm gonna stand a uh, uh, very far away from you guys so you can hear me. Some of you people in the back will probably say that's that's probably better. They're going, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, dude. my God. He goes, yeah, I've got this mask on, and sometimes I do mass, and that people can't hear me. I think a lot of my congregation prefers it that way. You're going, oh, Jesus Christ. And to be fair, it's killing with some of this audience. Oh, God. Because, you know, that Catholic, like, he knows he's working this he's older like, kind of Catholic room. So some people are fucking slapping their knees. He's like, let me put my mask on, or should I should say mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's that's the only time Jesus Christ you can say that out loud there. Like Jesus right, Christ right, right. guy. And he's like, Yes, like he's just there. <laughs> yes. Can I help you? He looks up from his notes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy was brutal, buddy. Oh, so so, but did you see? You saw some of the congregation squirming while he's doing this. I saw some of the older people when I, I'm telling you. I looked at my watch four times. You're going, how much? I literally wanted to. I wish I knows the comic was with me because I want to go. Somebody's got to light this fucking guy. So was the service like an hour and a half? I, I mean, it was probably forty minutes. Okay, that's but, like normal, but you know what it is? That's not normal, Shawnee, because it wasn't like it a normal, normal mass. Exactly. This wasn't a normal mass. This was just oh. him talking and then three people giving the eulogy. A normal <laughs> mass would be you go up, you get communion, you yeah, get yeah. emotions. That's what I'm talking about. It wasn't a normal mass, and we still had that duration. You should have been out of there in 20 minutes. Seriously, we should have been out of there in 15 flat. <laughs> And this guy's but, trying out his open mic night material on, the, on this congregation. Oh, but, my but, God. But to be honest, and I don't want to sound like a square here, but and I'm all for <laughs> being funny all the time. Like, I'm fine with that. 100%. I, I can take a joke all the time. I think everything should be joked about. Same. But, but if you have to read the fucking room. Like, it's like these guys, people are 90. I and think, how old was the priest? Was he an like, older priest? No, he was like, I would have to say early 60s. 
Okay. All right. Young yeah. enough, he had like you know he was kind of, he was energetic. He was very well spoken and act, like had like a nice flow. You could tell that he, he to likes the performance of it. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is his stage. This is his spotlight, and he loves the adoration. And also, like talk about. Uh, an easy aligned drive. It's like totally. yeah, you have to laugh because exactly. you're a holy man. How about why don't you really do it? Be like be a real man and go try an open mic in the middle of Fifth uh, Avenue and Thirty Second Street, like and, a, a taco place. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Not yeah. He's getting sympathy laughs. He's getting uh, break the ice laughs. You know, it's a sad time. So I'm gonna. I'm going to ruffle the feathers a little bit just to make everybody not feel uncomfortable anymore because it's a sad time. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not even a priest. And I'll tell you, there should be two break the ice laughs during any one of those things. And then you get into the absolutely the the pomp and circumstance of the procedure. 100%. This guy, I was looking for the, uh, the MC and the feature to come on (laughs) before him. This guy, you you should have done from the back, get him the light. He's, he's, giving, he's giving I see the light a whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means well, get off, asshole. <laughs> it's like it's like I walk up, getting like, called to heaven. After that act, I wish I could walk into the light. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I almost walked into traffic. Holy <laughs> shit. You're like, there's gonna be two funerals by the time this freaking thing's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That That's crazy. Brutal. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst, dude. So then but, uh, did anybody – it's one of those things – don't you love those situations where something like this happens and you know – you and your sister were on the same wavelength. Uh, but, yeah. but then it ends and you're dying to know if everybody else is on the same – like you're oh, looking around like sure. who can I talk shit about this with? I, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't because my mom is too into the mass. My mom is now getting competitive. My mom now, she likes to be the first one to answer the call and responses. <laughs> to prove that she knows exactly what to say when during the mass. Everybody's and watching. Right, mom, Marianne, know what not a do. competition. She knows when to kneel and when not to in the in the uh, mass. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. got that thing down ten seconds before everybody else. <laughs> All right, she's- relax. You know. <laughs> That's I, like my mom. Same thing. Same exact so thing. I, I couldn't badmouth the priest to her. I really. I had my younger sister, and then everybody else was kind of older or family. But as soon as me and my sister got in the car, we went to get lunch. We went. Jesus Christ, how about that fucking asshole? (laughs) (laughs) But to be honest, like, he's coming. Like, isn't, didn't he not do his job if he's coming from a selfish place like that? Shouldn't he be about the person who he's talking about? Like, shouldn't there be? 100%. I think so. He went up and finally did his thing. And then they had the the two, uh, the three children gave eulogies or stories afterwards. So. But then we all went over to the to the cemetery for the burial, and it was a he was uh, in the, my uncle Leo was in the Air Force during the Korean War, so he had a military service, and you know that taps hits and poof, people that lose really it. sobers you up right there. Right, of course. Not that I was drunk at the funeral. But, yeah. uh, when you're when you're Irish, it's Danny Boy. They play Danny Boy, and everybody. Yeah, that <laughs> that taps. So I was uh, lucky. Luckily, he didn't have an encore presentation over there. But yeah, uh, yeah, tell. that's great. You could tell he didn't like uh, that somebody was speaking after him, you know. Oh God, he, he wanted like, to be the closer. Yeah, he's like Michael Scott when Phyllis gets married. He goes, "Yeah, I remember the first time I was trouble, Mister Mrs. <laughs> I was just thinking. I was just thinking that. I was thinking that exact that that's exact funny. thing. <laughs> yeah, but, it's uh, Michael Scott. Yeah. As, if Michael Scott was a priest, this is that's what it was. <laughs> that's exactly what it was, dude. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, play it again, Uncle Leo. We uh, will miss you, but uh, he's, he's not suffering any longer. It's great when they uh, have him they, in the office when they do have him do those things where it's like, or the, when they have that one where Bright Dwight has to give the speech and they brings everybody in the conference room and he comes out and he goes, "Good morning, Vietnam," and they go, "Ugh." <laughs> exactly. they, they just groan. Like it'd be great if the whole church just started groaning the minute this guy started his jokes. Oh my God! Yeah, and I'm and then I'm, I'm thinking the whole time, going, "Is it me? Am I just a cynical comic, or am I an asshole?" But then my sister's like, "This guy fucking's brutal." Yeah, you know? no, there's there's reality, and then there's like being in the comic world of like, all right, I'm just a little dark for the room yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, there's what's right, and then there's what's right, and never the twain shall meet. You got it, Irishman? No, what is it? No, no, oh, that's what's right. I'll say it in a little. Is it Pacino saying it? No, <laughs> you're, you're far off. No, no. What is it? I don't know. Ra- it. Raising Arizona. Now, honey, there's oh, what's right know. and what's right, and never the twain shall meet. Oh, I'll, I would never have gotten that. 
Uh, it ties into last week too, but last night I'm 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 asleep. I'm often uh, I'm sawing logs, and uh, I have this weird dream that we're like down in a beach area. You, me, Norman, and List, and you shaved your beard, and you came out. You're like, guys, I'm going to do the show with no beard tonight, and I and it looks great, <laughs> and we were all loving it, <laughs> and we were like renting, but it was like a vacation. And I don't really know. That was really the majority of the dream. And then we just drove back to New York, and that was all. But did um, any of us catch lobsters illegally in the ocean? I don't think. Yeah, uh, I think was Liz there a did, and then Norman turned him into the cops. <laughs> was there a breathtaking baby on this trip? Yeah. <laughs> That's some <laughs> ugly baby. <laughs> but um, here's I really I have to start this off because I almost texted you this last week, and I, I this is really I am embarrassed for myself over this. <laughs> As you know, last week we talked about my uncle Leo, his yes. uh, his funeral we were going to. Um, yes. You know, we uh, we record these things on a Thursday, and uh, the next day I was just uh, thinking about the episode and uh, listening to the social media clips that our buddy uh, Haas sends us, who works with the Laugh Button. He's great. He cuts all their stuff up, and he's fantastic. Yeah, he's great. And it got me to thinking uh, about the show and I was just thinking about my uncle Leo and then I get a text from his son just saying hey thanks so much for coming out our families have always been so close uh, you know over the years my dad's best friend my uncle Leo you know he's not necessarily my uncle Leo yeah do you know where I'm going with this can you get the son said something about the the clip no oh I'm so worried that son got upset no 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 no. this is this is great for whatever reason I had a mental block in my head my uncle Leo's name, son's name is fucking Jeffrey. <laughs> I swear to God on my dead father's grave. My <laughs> uncle Leo's son's name is Jeffrey. So I that's your cousin. So, so that's your cousin. I could not believe it, but it's, it's I have Uncle Leo whose son's name is Jeffrey. If there's Uncle Leo on Seinfeld with a son named Jeffrey. How go, did that not come out last week? I'm embarrassed I did not put this together sooner. <laughs> I almost texted you right there on the spot, but I wanted to save it for the pod. Oh, my God. I this texted my little trail. sister immediately. I went, hey, how fucking retarded are we? We've never made this connection before. <laughs> I mean, I got an Aunt Sylvia, an Uncle Leo, and a cousin Jeffrey for all intents and purposes. Isn't that bizarre and crazy? You're living in the Seinfeld universe, dude. I think I might be in a Seinfeld sim. What what character would be closest to you in the Seinfeld? Putty? Would you be a putty? <laughs> you're, <laughs> well, built I'm like, a, I'm you're built a like Rangers a putty. Fan. You're built I'm like a putty. He's a Devils fan, though. I'm a big Rangers fan. That's true. That's there. true. Yeah, but it's still hockey. It's still hockey. Yeah, yeah, still hockey. I'd probably putty. I'm a big doofus you know no i'm not saying that i'm saying you're, you're, you're a big guy that's a putty type thing you know yeah yeah it's tough man i don't i don't know what about you uh I would, I, I, most people would say yeah fuck you <laughs> fuck a bearded newman he was, he newman he newman broke up with her <laughs> i've looked into his eyes he's pure evil, <laughs> he's pure evil. <laughs> um wow that's amazing dude you were closer I, I, you were closer than you ever even realized. I, I've been holding on to that one for seven days, and it's been killing me. I've been crawling out of my skin with that one. But it just <laughs> let me down. So I, I had to do this uh, college show, the Zoom show last night for this co- Canadian college, Bishop University. Sweet kids, the Gators. Hey, now, a bunch of sweet kids. They're very nice people up there. Sweet kids. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're called the Gators, not the ga- not like the cousin of the crocodile Gators. It's literally like G-A-I-T-E-R, like the neck Gators we've been wearing in pandemic. Oh, really? That's, That's their mascot name. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. I, how is that intimidating? That's why Canada it's sucks. Not. I made a whole joke. I did 10 minutes on it. <laughs> Yeah, that's why Canada. They're like they, that's. I I I used to do a joke, but like they almost get it right. Like they're like, oh yeah, we'll be called the Gators, and you're like, oh, like the alligator. They're like no, like just like that thing like goes in your mouth, like yeah, that exactly. gator, and a neck warmer. Yeah. Um, and anyway, they uh, their colors are very NYU colors, which is like purple and white, like violet essentially. Yeah, and it got me thinking, and this happens to me so much. It ha- got me thinking about my favorite, I think, Jerry Seinfeld girlfriend, top five at least. Oh, is I, 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 Sharon. 
Yes. Sharon from NYU. She's my favorite. She's my favorite the whole time. Yeah, I love her. In the outing. And then that episode comes on last night. No it's like, I'm living in this weird fucking Seinfeld simulation, dude. You're like the omen for the Seinfeld right now. You're, just, you're, just, you're, just, um, you're just materializing all this Seinfeld folklore. and it's really weird, man. It really weirded me out. Dude, the, the, that episode is great. Now, oh, I can't figure yeah. out, do you think her accent is real or that's her fake version of a New York accent? That's a good question. I don't know if there was an actress choice that didn't work out so well because, like, they never said like, oh, they like. She's like, it's my name. It's Sharon from NYU, but it's really right. thick. But I'm like, I don't think that's what what I don't think that's how she talks though. Like, an actor really can't talk like that and be an actor. Right, right. Maybe yeah. Maybe she uh, made a choice as an actress for the part. There's a really sexy part of when she he goes he goes i was immediately attracted to you you remind me of lois lane yeah, yeah. she bites her lip in the episode and it's uh, one of the hottest things ever in yeah. any <laughs> it's so sexy that she does it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have a cousin sharon next thing next time i go home my mom's yeah, gonna be yeah. showing me photos yeah a, a so, lost cousin sharon who writes just, who's, a, who's a journalist yeah yeah just a whole bunch of weird Seinfeld coincidences going on in my life. But I I, I can't believe my Uncle Leo and Jeffrey. That's a, I sw- I'm not making that up. I swear to God, I wouldn't lie to you, fellas, or you find people out there listening. Dimwit the Nation, I wouldn't do that. It's it's 100% true. And I was just itching to tell you guys. I couldn't fucking wait to tell it. But um, uh, Oh, my God. That's funny, dude. That's fucking great. Yeah. You know, apparently, Norman was telling me about a lost episode of Seinfeld that they posted what? online. An episode they purposely didn't release because it wasn't funny. Really? And then years later, it got released. I haven't seen it yet, but he's like, it's he's like, it's almost not worth watching. It's not good. But oh, I'm like, I'd be still I can't imagine. I still not. I can't imagine not watching it. I guess, yeah, of like, course. You know, I gotta watch it at some point. I would love to see that. And yeah, I, maybe we I get, would maybe, love to see why. The link. Absolutely, they uh, why they held it back because so it was bad. Wait, yeah. is that it? What is that right there? Oh, Bishop. Oh, that's the college. Also, yeah, what, that's what it is. Why do they? they yeah, is they were, what is that? Yeah, is that they just, were telling me that that's the actual a neck gator is the ones that we've been wearing, you know, in pandemic times. Oh. The, an actual gator is that like foot covering thing that you see from like colonial times. Thank oh. you much. Lee, thanks. Yeah, apparently, Lee. bishops would wear them all the time, and so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Leave it to Canada to name your ferocious team after a clothing item. Dude, I'm telling you, I I riffed on it for 48 minutes. <laughs> the S- Saskatchewan ascots. <laughs> the the, the, Mo- the Montreal uh, brassiers. <laughs> yeah. Fucking annoying. <laughs> the Newfoundland shoelaces. <laughs> The new Finland puffy shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Which would make sense. Um, oh, well, that's, dude, you are so in tune with the Seinfeld universe. I'm so excited really for you. Out. So, would you, so you had that, with that dream, you, would you wake up like, oh my God, I, that's, it was like, it was like one of those like vivid dreams. It was super vivid. It, it was one of those ones that felt like it was a long time. Like we were, uh, yeah, I'm not going to bore everybody with all the, like the details of my dreams, but it, it just felt like, you know, one of those dreams where you have a full day. Of doing stuff, yes. And then you wake yeah. up. You know? I don't have too many of those, to be honest. I've been having them uh, pretty vividly a lot lately. Did you eat I don't cheese know what before you went to bed? Did I eat any cheese before I went to bed? No, I ate some brownie brittle. <laughs> no, <laughs> just so good. good. Um, cheese. I heard cheese. Cheese. <laughs> That's old school. Um, I was talking about old school yesterday too. This is a fucking weird. That's so weird. Um, cheese. Supposedly they say the cultures and cheese. Uh, like it's like uh-huh. you know they're they're aged or they're whatever you call it. They're, it's fermented, so it messes with the chemicals in your brain and it makes you have like really vivid weird dreams. Supposedly, I don't think I had cheese at all yesterday. I had some salad and chicken for dinner, and then I had a little uh, brownie brittle snack before I went to bed. What I have for lunch? I don't remember. Oh, I had pizza for lunch. I had uh, leftover pizza. I might have been it. See, I'm telling you, sometimes cheese just does that. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. Dude, it's so weird. I was ta- I was texting Greg Stone yesterday and uh, we're there's this new deli that I've told you about many times. Uh, the former Andrew and Frank's deli was our go to place right in our neighborhood on 23rd Avenue in Queens. A lot of people like Sal, Chris and Charlie's. This was the uh, you know Gino's versus competition, Pat yeah. Of the story of delis, 
ANF closed. The guy retired before COVID pandemic. He just goes, I just want to go spend time with my family and live my life. And we were heartbroken as fatsos are. And uh, one of the neighborhood restaurants has opened it up again. It has, it's not opened yet. But here's Shawnee. They're calling it slaps. As slaps? in like this place slaps like millennial speak. Oh, I don't even I don't even know. That's how old I am. I don't even know what slaps is. Yeah, it's like uh, it's, uh, show me. It's like, uh, oh, that's really cool. That place slaps, you know, like this song slaps. Yeah, yeah like, like, it's, you know, like, like it's awesome or something. Yeah, but they're calling that, it. That is, is that it, am, Mike? Yeah, my, am I dad? Did my dad like vocabulary? <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, the, the, the kids are saying that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey kids, how's the movie? Does it slap? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I used to stand for this deli. That's one I have <laughs> no idea what I'm talking about. Well, you know, I know where that's you know that's from. No. Oh, it's from the Eminem song "Stan." I don't know it. Remember Stan about the it's Devin Sliwa is in the or whatever. Not Sliwa. That's the, the other guy. Devin Sawa is in the um. He's in the the video and he's writing a letter and he goes. Dear Mr. Amtu, blah, 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 blah. please don't talk to me. Uh, 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 uh. But I don't know what's old Stan song. Is. Oh, Stan is his name in the video, in the song, and he's like a psychotic fan, and he kills his wife and kid. Oh, uh, so if you're a big fan of something, you Stan. You stan you're a fan. It. Yeah. Ah. It's kind of a throwback, but they're using Stan as a verb. Okay. Well, I then I then I stand A and F, but I do not stand slaps. Is it bad? I, it's not open yet, but they oh. started to put they put like graffiti paint job and oh, this big God. like porky pig looking character. But oh, the name God. alone leads me to I'm just like, oh, slaps a story. Come on, dude. Uh, I thought maybe slaps would have been like a reference to like slapping some meat on a sandwich and, and serving it to you. I take that in a heartbeat. <laughs> so as I mentioned before, I was watching Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter, which we all know was not even close to the final chapter. Uh, <laughs> I remember. A, remember when we were younger, thinking that like there it is. You, yeah, you were yeah. like, oh my god, I guess it's over. That's it. <laughs> this just, is the best one though, because this one feels the most, other than maybe one. This one feels like the most teen slasher horror. It's like the best one. It's like maybe the most well done within that kind of corny popcorny slasher armor. This one has young Corey Feldman. It's got uh, what's her name, uh, Judy Aronson. I want to say. She is also, you might know her as one of the girlfriends from Weird Science. She's the brunette, not the blonde. Oh, yeah. I, Super cute. And this yes. one, there's all sorts of teenage tits all over the map. And you're just, it's hijinks at the lake. And Weird uh, Science, where he's named Wyatt Donnelly. That's yeah, Wyatt. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So uh, I was watching it. And in the beginning, I'm going, where do I know this fucking guy from? Because it starts with... Um, Part th it starts with the ending of part three where they find Jason's body, you know, was also hanging from the barn and they see the EMTs take him away. Uh, the body gets taken to the morgue and uh, there's this one female EMT and she gets that classic scare because the, the corpse's hand falls off the gurney and brushes her thigh and she goes, ah! you know, they all lose their minds because they just come back. <laughs> and the other EMT goes, come on, what's the matter with you? Act like a pro is none other than Enzo the Barber himself. Oh, my God. Uncle Enzo. That's awesome. Anthony Ponzini. I looked up his name. So Seinfeld people are just all over this week's movies on DYM podcast. And we're not done there. Oh, my God. So we get to the morgue. They drop the body off at the morgue. And if you know part four of the final chapter, you might not. You're not a horror guy, but I love I these movies. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I don't even think I saw it. Part four, then... He kind of comes back to life in the morgue and starts causing havoc. And one of the most famous Friday the 13th kills is when Jason, he's got the, uh, you know, the bone saw. It looks like a hacksaw. He grabs this one guy by his forehead, yanks his neck back and gives him the old bone saw to the jugular. Yeah. That actor who gets it in the neck is Bruce Mahler. None other than the rabbi. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the rabbi. Yes. The so you've got the EMP and the doctor in the hospital. All Seinfeld connections right there. Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was in a bunch of comedy. Sergeant, stuff too, right? Sergeant Fackler from Police Academy. <laughs> yes. That's the same right. guy. Bruce Mahler. Right. That's who it is. That's how I remember. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Elaine. Sergeant you see, Fackler. <laughs> you don't seem yourself. You don't seem yourself. No, I'm not myself. Rabbi. <laughs> he tells her. He tells everybody her business. He's great. Yeah, Seinfeld people are just all over TV and movies and everything.
I was just sitting there and watching. I go within 45 seconds. You got two great alumni, two great. Uh, well, Uncle Enzo is a one off, but the rabbi was here a few times. Uncle Enzo is awesome. So it was like it was like a young Uncle Enzo. It was like super, but like immediately you go, ah, it's Uncle Enzo right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give a haircut in the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that Edward says a hands. I don't know how he does it. Uh, the pizza man was here. He must be going bald. <laughs> I was like, oh, who brings the pizza man into their apartment like that? And like lets him hang out. It was very odd. There he is. Look oh, at him. Yeah. There they are together. So beautiful call. Look, there's Bruce Mahler on the right and Uncle Enzo right in the middle. Mushy. So great, one great of the great things you brought up that I love that they do in, in movies like this and horror movies or like revenge movies is they have him be shitty right before he gets murdered. That's what happened, right? Like he was shitty to the other to the other girl before when he's like, be a professional. And then he gets Oh, I don't think uh Uncle Enzo actually bites it. Uh in oh. this one. Oh, I thought you said he's the one who got slashed. Oh, no, that was the that's, rabbi. That that's was the rabbi. rabbi. Yeah. Sorry, Ooh, sorry. Hacks uh, off the neck. Yee, grizzly. <laughs> but you ever notice they yeah. do that? They'll have somebody be like, yeah, yeah, you know, like totally. The, the school bully or something like that. You're, and like, you and get then, your comeuppance. Yeah, yeah. You get your comeuppance in the horror movies. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we. That's when you you kind of root for the killer. You go, yeah, get that guy. Was a jerk. Kill him. Yeah, yeah. Throw you kind of want. Nuts. Yeah, it's like you want him to get murdered. There's a lot of a lot of gratuitous uh, violence in these Friday the 13th films. Yeah, that's the whole point. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this. I go, there's a lot of unnecessary yeah, killing. That's like you're you're like now you're a dad without being a dad yet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we get. That's what happens when you get to this age and you're just like, oh, I is that necessary, Jason? <laughs> right. You have to use the hacksaw, Jason. Yeah, young Corey Feldman, very young Corey Feldman in cha- final chapter. Uh, great cast. There's another. Um, there's another kid. You mean who, musician Corey Feldman? Oh, that's I, that's all I know. That's, yeah. that's only how I know him from his music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw him in the concert. We all went one time, like a, Corey a, three years ago. Yeah, me and Big J and Soda. We all Tell showed up. It was the weirdest, most bizarre collection of people. Where was the concert? It was at. A small New York City place. I wish I could yeah, remember. Like I the Highline, Highline Ballroom. Was it? Was it? it was the garden apartment? Was it? Corey, was, Corey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. was Corey? Was it behind the bus station? And it was just Corey. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was like me, Jay Soder, uh, Attell was there, Sal Volcano, and we were all watching uh, Corey Feldman and the Angels. It was, was it surreal. I actually feel crazy bad for the guy. It was like a three-hour show, dude. You could tell he's just like so in love with himself. He did at one point a costume change where he put together just like a montage of the films that he's been in with like his greatest hits. <laughs> Wait, so he came out in outfits from like Stand by Me and like stuff like that? Not so much, but like yeah, yeah, more of the more like the you know the Frog Brothers from. No, it was just no, it was literally a screen came down. And showed clips. Oh, oh! I was think then he changed into the outfit. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, and then they just played a montage of his. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it the just, most self-serving thing I've yeah, ever but, seen. But you know what? Have his life, and then tell me you're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, oh yeah, yeah. Grow, grow up sure. like how that kid grew up. Grew up. Grew up. No that kid argument grew up. from the cool breeze. And, and tell me that you're not going to be like, this is what the people want to see. And to be honest, it's not that bad if you think about it. That's why they're there. They're there to see him. So it's like one of those I, things yeah. where it's like, it's, it, it, it sounds really bad. But if you think about it, yeah, that's exactly what I'd want to see. I'd want to see that almost more than the music. Yeah, I think at least half of the audience was there. Ironically, <laughs> yes, right, exactly. Like they even had him around the time that album came out. This is why I feel bad. They like had him on like one of those morning shows, like as a That's joke. What it was, and he got really kind of uh, made fun of, and it went like viral because they're like, "What the hell is this piece of shit?" But it was funny. Yeah, you know, Sal. Sal was the only famous one of us there, and afterwards, somebody in Corey Feldman's camp, uh, I guess, recognized Sal from Impractical Jokers and like. Uh, would you like to come back and meet Mr. Feldman? It sounds what I think I'm okay. <laughs> See, I think I'm good. Uh, that's that's Sal, I guess. He just he doesn't give a shit. I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, just because it's stand by me. I'd be right, like, right, 
I would just be like, yeah, because of Goonies and Stand By Me and like sure. his film. Great resume. Way, yeah, it's great resume. But also, like he was like he was like molested a ton, and yeah. he like lived he in like go. he had a tough go of it, man. So if you if, the fact that he's alive is like huge. Do you know what I mean? Like the amount of yeah, drugs this guy must have done in the eighties. Well, and maybe still on because he did not seem. Uh, at this point, it might be legal. It was very manic, and you could kind of just tell, just go, this guy's clearly not fucking right. They've gotten to his brain. What? Yeah. But talk about it. But that's not fair, though. To you know, it's, I, it's, it, He needs to be more aware of stuff, but it's, it's not right to have him on a morning show when you know you're goofing on him and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, what did you say? I just thought of another good one. Let's hear it. Um, Ben Mendelsohn is an actor I love where I'm sure we could fit him in there. Somewhere. He could be, he, he probably could play, um, he could play Buffalo Bill easily. Yeah. He could easily play Buffalo Bill. And then he also, he could, maybe he could read for Lecter as well. Yeah. He could oh, easily. I, I really want see, it just takes me a little while to get into this game and then I get the juices. Flowing. Yeah. Well, I brought it up for a reason because I want to do a matchup before we end today and I, we can, we can either save it and then we can do some research and come back at it because I think we haven't done a, a verses in a while, me and you, or we can do yeah. it right now. Cause I know for a fact, first off, you're going to be a lot of, a lot of dimwit nation and, and you are going to be mad at me from my pick in this matchup, but it actually is a good matchup, but I oh, know right which there. one, I know which one you would take and I know which one I would take. And I think you'd be, <laughs> mad, be mad at me for taking it. And I bring up silence of the lands because the matchup I had, in mind because I was talking to Dan St. Germain earlier today and he we brought this up and we were talking about it. I go, oh, that'd be good for the show. All uh, right, lay it on me, Slim. Silence of the Lambs versus Zodiac. Yeah, I mean you would take I'm shocked you're taking Zodiac. Zodiac. I would take Zodiac. I, I would yeah. absolutely take that's how much I love Zodiac. That's insane. I'm not. It's not insane. It's not insane. Do you realize this is the thing, man? This is what happens with these movies. What happens is you're, the only reason you're thinking that is because of all the, the accolades that Silence of the Lambs has gotten. So my top Zodiac is as good, if not better, of a movie than Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> oh, buddy. Dude, it absolutely is. It's, it's yeah, part of the same right, genre. It's a it, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. A boar? You mean, you're yeah. saying you don't like Zodiac then as a movie? Not that much, no. No, 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 no. You used to like Zodiac, I, I thought. And- I thought you were a fan of Zodiac. I thought we talked about it on the podcast before. It drags on. It does no? not drag on. It does. It's procedural and it's fucking fantastic. And there's, dude, it, bore, it is not a bore, even close to a bore. The scene when he goes in that guy's basement, the scene when he approaches the guy they think he's the, is the actual Are killer. You're going to compare basements to Silence of the Lambs? <sighs> no way, dude. It's, it's, it's the all time basement scene. The way you've it's got the Mangina, you've got um, the pit. Oh, come on. But no. Silence of the one of the greatest movies ever made. Zodiac's not even in the same ballpark. If Zodiac would have been... Division. I'll tell you, if it would have been nominated for an Oscar or, or, or even why won an Oscar... It? Because of when it came out and it just didn't have the political uh, political heat on political it. Telling you. you know how many people have said... Uh, like, so, well, I don't know if anybody said this. I was actually... Two hours and 42 minutes, guy. Come on. Great movie. It's a great movie. You're talking in nearly three hours. Get the hell out of here with that. It's fantastic. Now, I think because it's because it's it takes it from a more realistic point of view. It takes it from a a realistic cadence, a realistic. They went through the actual how the how the investigation went down. So it's a it's a way different way to do a serial killer movie. It's you not love just Fincher, the, man. You love Fincher. I love Fincher. I do. I, I, love I can't believe you haven't seen Mank yet. I because I didn't. I, last time I checked, it wasn't on Netflix. I didn't realize it was on yet. I didn't see it. Oh boy! I, when I last time All I checked, right. it was in the theater, so I thought it was going to be like a month. All right. Well, Netflix. how do you want to do this? You want to go by cast? I mean, come on. I think I think you Ruffalo, could put you could put Ruffalo against Gyllenhaal. Come on, Gyllenhaal is the only weak spot you got in that. But it's probably okay. It might be the yeah, best thing Jill Hall has done. Have a weak spot. It might be That's the best the thing Jill Hall has done. He plays the role. Movie. It's supposed to be an innocent. He's supposed to be an innocent in the in the in the movie. He plays the role. He it kind of fits into what he is. He's kind of dopey, and it kind of fits in. It's almost like when when Wahlberg plays an idiot, and it, it works out perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Like where that, oh, like all right. Well, you got lucky there, I guess. Not lucky. I'm just saying, like like he's playing like this, like kind of this um. 
this guy who who is has no part of this world. He's not a cop. He's just like a writer, and he's doing this thing. He's falling into it, and it's believable that he's freaked out by all this stuff within the movie. Dude, I'll tell you right now. You know why Zodiac's so great? It has one of the most terrifying scenes in a movie ever, and it's in broad daylight. When they, when he comes up to them on that hill, that couple, when and then he's in that fucking weird outfit, and he comes up to the couple, and he all right, well- and, that's one of the most. That's one of the scariest things I've ever seen in a movie, and it's really this quick. Is coming from a notorious, I can't handle scary. Person. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Because but you're, I, maybe, you're comparing that to Silence of the Lambs, which was one of the scariest movies of all time, and it's a perfect fucking movie, dude. It's almost it's airtight. I'm I, sorry. I just it's not that I dislike Zodiac all that much. It's just not. It's just not comparable to me to Silence of the Lambs, and nor is it anywhere near better. I just I disagree. Give me a conniption on this one. I. <laughs> I'm not going to give you my conniption. I'm not going to give you. I'm trying to be passionate here. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's all I'm saying silly is to me. And I think it's. I think it's worth. I think it's worth noting that it's a different take. Like it's a different take on a serial killer movie. You don't. What you can. What you can say if you're taking it outside the movie itself, and you're taking it with the with the influence of what happens after a movie, like you know the the fanfare, and then how the movies lasted. Yes, yeah, Silence of the Lambs is fantastic. But what I'm saying is, Silence of the Lambs. It, it like we talk about in this podcast. It created a trope. It created how these things are going to be done. Like if you look at Kiss the Girls, that's just Silence of the Lambs light. You know, it's stuff like that. And like it's all. All these things are trying to done in this mood. Zodiac took that and said, no, we're going to make a procedural cop movie, but based off the investigation for how they were looking for the Zodiac killer. Um, the, fact know, that it's, the fact I, that it's the fact that it's real world based, the fact that it's uh, that makes it even yeah, freakier, you know, wasn't Zodiac like one of those movies that was totally not uh, if you like fact checked it, it would be way off the mark. No, I don't think it was. Unless I I'm wrong. I remember hearing that there was a whole bunch of of, of falsities. No, like the, what? Like JFK the movie? Well, JFK, maybe not to that extent, but JFK just, is like riddled with with nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing with these things. It's like you know, Zodiac is going to leave you something to be desired because you don't know who the killer is still to this day when you're watching the movie. So you go, well, I know I'm not going to be satisfied at the end of this. You know what I mean? But, Which it, I think but that's kind of what I yeah, 242 I for this. Come on, guy. But but what it does leave you with is like that. Even that last scene leaves you feeling really creeped out. Like even when he goes into the hardware store, the very last scene of Zodiac. And it's like he know he knows, but he doesn't know. And he kind of looks at the guy. And he's like, and the guy looks at him. And, the, and I think really in the investigation, the assumption is that that was the guy. Mm-hmm. But they never found it out for real, and that like if you really think about it, that kind of helps the the legacy of the movie because it makes it like yeah they don't know and he's still out there and he can kill you. It brings you to, brings the hey, movie. Listen, to I'm all for our artistic, now, I'm all for artistic liberties, but if it's like a crime case, you can't be so blatant. I think, Mikey, is there any way you could look up f- factual? Uh, evidence regarding Zodiac. Well, just, you, Mike, or could you Google how factual was, was Zodiac the movie? That's, thank you for filling in my yeah stupidity. <laughs> no, no, I, I know what you're saying. Um, but can you I type just, in the thing? I enjoyed. I just enjoyed uh, Zodiac. I maybe I enjoyed it more. I guess. Okay, that's fine because obviously movies are subjective. That's why we do this whole thing. Yes, it's absolutely. Out about movies, but I think you could put, you know, your Ruffalo was gonna Robert Downey Jr. You could you Ruffalo fantastic. Bill, Ruffalo Bill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I wish I wish we could do a Ruffalo impression. I'd be like, was she a great big I, fan person? I don't even I, know. He kind of just yeah, talks I can't like even hear Mark Ruffalo in my head. He's a he's tough like, one. He kind of has. He does have a distinct voice, but it's like hard to do. He's like, I like Ruffalo, like, and I'll tell you, he was a great Hulk. That was great casting. Yes. Because they didn't get it right with Norton. And wasn't there somebody else who played Incredible Hulk before Ruffalo? They really got that one. Uh, right it was Norton and then Eric Banya. Oh, Eric Banya. Yeah, yeah. Which nobody paid attention. Yeah. That was the, that was the Ang Lee one. That was the Ang Lee one. Nobody paid attention to that one. Yeah, and then, and then, and, and then a poor, apparently Norton like took so. over took over the whole process. And then he made that other one, which was a good movie. It was good. He's not the best Hulk, but it was a good Hulk movie. That wasn't a bad Hulk movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they got um, rid of him. Zodiac is considered to be the most one of the most accurate crime movies, but it does oh, get some things wrong. Oh shit! There's a button there. What'd you say? It does get certain things wrong, like Paul. Like he didn't work with Paul Avery. <laughs> well, uh, that's the whole movie. <laughs> Wait, is that uh, true? <laughs> that's the whole thing. 
Wait, he didn't work with Paul Avery Avery and Greg Smith together, together, but their close collaboration on the Zodiac case is something largely invented by the film. So they worked (laughs) together, but the movie... the movie basically movied it to, how, like, to make it into a movie how they work together. It was probably mostly if they were over the phone. They weren't like, you know, buddy, oh, buddy, like in yeah, person. person to person. Oh, yeah. that's still working together, though. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like they met. <laughs> they the met metal. I thought you meant they meant they meant for lunch like once and they're like Zodiac Zodiac. And then they just yeah, heard away. also uh, yeah, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> All right. Shepard and Hartnell were not a romantic couple. Wow, these are huge things. Uh, Wait, who <laughs> like wasn't who led with it? one of the most accurate movies of all time? But then these two <laughs> major plot holes. Yeah, and they and also there's one more one more thing. They weren't going after the Zodiac, Zodiac killer. killer in 1974. <laughs> yeah, the, the one more thing is, uh, yeah, they were actually just going after a totally different murderer. <laughs> Uh, the, one, she, um, the woman in the car. Uh, that part is apparently is very accurate. That never happened. Wait, wait, wasn't very accurate or was accurate? The woman in the car, because later on, apparently the they that suspect was like not considered a suspect at all. Oh, but that was later on. That was during the movie. Apparently, they did think he was a suspect. So, uh, uh, yeah, something with the code breaker. Um. The code breaker thing wasn't very accurate, apparently. <laughs> this list is getting pretty long. The code but breaker inaccuracies have more to do with um, what people thought then and what was brought later. So you can make um, a case for that. It, the, the going back, this is what they thought at the time because it is a period piece. You can make or wait, what? Yeah, it's a period piece. Like yeah, the yeah, yeah. I was gonna. Did they go well, back and forth? No, they did, of course. Yes. Yeah, but a lot of the things. Not all for wrong. creative license. Fine. Take some artistic liberties. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You two were just talking over each other. Mike, what you say? A, a lot of the things they're saying the movie gets wrong have to do with what came to light later, Man, as opposed it's... to the movie not saying things correctly. But the two first ones were seem like the main ones. They weren't a romantic couple, and the way that their their uh, partnership is portrayed. Yeah. All right. Well. But whatever. And overall, they say everything else is amazingly accurate. All right. Well, there you go. Everything amazingly accurate. Amazingly accurate. Especially when compared to other movies. (laughs) Sure, sure. I mean, listen, Lands Lambs is a complete fictional story. So, right, right, right. But I'm not saying that it's not a fun movie. I'm just saying that Zodiac to me, I just like, you're right. Maybe it's also, I think, yeah, I think, I think if you do it director to director, uh, Finch, Fincher is a uh, better director than than Jonathan Demme. Uh, Absolutely. Like I like uh, I think like, like I think it's very down the middle how the things are. I'm not that he didn't do a great job, but I think editing works out better for Silence of the Lambs than actual. You look at Fincher's movies, man. It's like it, it, he lights him so cool. He's almost like like a he has a Cohen thing going on where it's like you the, just the look, just the lighting and the look of it can really. And I said this before, I know, and I'm repeating myself, but just the look of it, you can be like, that's Fincher, that's cool. And also they they do a really good job of that in, in Zodiac. They make it they they make it they they light it to I'll make it look like a, it's a period piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Give yeah. Me a filmography to yeah, Fincher. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Demi is not, he's kind of all over the map. Like, well, Demi what, did a lot of just straight Philadelphia. Color. Um, Demi's gonna like dramas and you know, whatever, you know, he's just doing whatever. He's like a working director, Demi, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fincher is an artiste, an auteur, if you will. My favorite music, uh, concert film, though, it's not making sense. Jonathan Demi, yeah. Well, there you go. That works. Psycho too. Killer, Kesskase. Kesskase. Uh, I did watch one quick little thing last night called Marauders. It was number five in Netflix on movies yesterday. I'd never heard of it. Apparently, it was a 2017 piece of shit from Stephen C. Miller, and it's a bank heist movie starring Bruce Willis and who's uh, Christopher Maloney in a role. Other Christopher than Maloney. Elliot. Yeah. He's, <gasps> Shed the skin of Stabler for once. Do they play? Do they play brothers in the movie? They don't, but they could have. They should have. Play FBI special agent uh, Christopher Maloney in a role he was really born to play is kind of going after these very precise bank robbers, and uh, it's very. They figure out it's kind of maybe connected to this Army Ranger unit because they're really you know uh, swift and really precise with their actions uh, during the robberies. 
and uh, not that great. But if you're looking for like an hour and a half of fun of just like Willis and Maloney, uh, Adrian Grenier from Entourage makes Whoa, an appearance. Oh, he's back. He's back, baby. And there's a few little twists and turns where you go, ah, it's got to be this guy. And then you go, oh, maybe it's this guy. Oh, okay. was, don't tell me. I'll watch, I'll watch this because I like this kind of stuff. It was uh, kind of crappy. I kind of watched it with my phone out the whole time. But yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So what I'll do is I have homework for next week now. I, I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, I wouldn't assign it uh, to the class. But if you want something just to relax on maybe a I'll Sunday Maybe I'll watch that for myself and see if, if I dig it. If you're looking for something, if there's nothing else on, <laughs> it's one of those. Well, the other but, thing you watched was speaking of Fincher was was Mank, and I have. Bank, but I want we'll to talk say, about that. Well, so I will save that for next week. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I think final word is just that um, maybe I can say I think that Zodiac looks cooler to me. It looks more of a film than a movie, and I think that also can make that distinction too. It's like, oh, Zodiac was a if Hollywood's going to make a film, that's what Zodiac looks like. If uh, but. Silence of the Lambs is like a movie, and also the the time periods they came out at. Beautiful you know, piece of cinema. It's a yeah. It, it, Zodiac is like it, I think things got darker. Uh, you know, I think as time goes on, things become more real life. We talked about that before. It was like as we as humanity has gotten darker in as a whole. Like you get things, you go from outbreak in the '90s with Dustin Hoffman to Contagion with Matt Damon, where you're like, oh shit, this is gonna happen in <laughs> ten years, yeah, eight my, years. My friend Matt Damon. What'd you say? My friend Matt Damon. All right, Andy. My dinner part, my dinner friend. All right, every time with the, every time with this fucking guy. I say we're and and out, you know, shared a meal together. Yeah, and how's he doing? Have you talked to him during the during the? I, I haven't spoken to him like recently. I would say. But yeah. So, would you? When was the last time you spoke to Matt Damon? I think he tried to call me, but I missed the phone. I was in the shower or something. It was. It said Matt Damon on your phone, or it was just like a random. Not I don't. Very, I don't keep him in, in Matt Damon. Yeah. Obviously, if somebody like stole my phone, they would just have Matt Damon's numbers. I don't keep <laughs> his name as Matt Damon. You know, right? So you have it. So he does Will Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I had dinner with the guy once. That's all. You did not have like, dinner with them. You were yes, sitting. You were sitting at the same table that you oh, both yeah, happened to be eating at. I wasn't well, we you, the way you, the, the way you make it sound is like that he was like he called you up and was like, Hey Andy, you not. wanna go to dinner? Of course not. I no. It was it's gonna be Damon and Fiore going forward. No more Damon <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> In my mind. Um well the thing is every time I'm like I'm very jealous that you got to eat a meal with Matt Matt Damon's so cool. Like you can't sweetheart of a guy. I'm not being a dick. He was very nice. I actually talked to his wife more than him, to be honest. His gorgeous wife? Yeah, she is super gorgeous. I think she's like Italian or she's Spanish or something, right? She's something. Spain. Who the heck knows? She, uh, Matt Damon and Andy Fiore, he's going to be the new Dutch. He's going to take over the role as Dutch on this podcast. Uh, A couple of phone calls. A couple of more missed numbers from random numbers that say Will Hunting on your phone. (laughs) But you know what he did? You're like, oh, I got a call from him, but what Andy doesn't tell you, he changed all of his contacts to Matt Damon. Yeah, that was really my stupid <laughs> friend Chris. <laughs> so if you change somebody's number and that put Matt Damon, do. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch is hard it, to rhyme with. Uh, what'd you say? Dutch is very hard to rhyme with. I came up with clutch and then transitioned to butch, and then I was out of options there. <laughs> yeah, that's about it, I think. <laughs> a butch, a clutch, Dutch. That's what I'm. It wasn't clutch. Clutch was like a word. Wasn't clutch like a word for cool for a while or something? Like oh that? yeah, absolutely. Go, oh dude, he's well in sports. It's a good thing when a guy's clutch. You know, it means he comes up in a big moment. Yeah, like in the in the clutch, like he has you in the clutch. Yeah, so I guess that could be used in uh, cool kid vernacular. Yeah, that dude's clutch, man. He's always got weed on him. He's clutch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He he gets his weed in a clutch. It's fantastic. Right. Absolutely. Um, nice well, to I see, see your smiling, beautiful face. Oh, it's good to see you, my friend. I I uh, I see once again we have a, a fantastic new nickname for the cool breeze. He he ceases to be the cool breeze each week. He's trying to change it up. Uh, no, I, I'm always the cool breeze. Always the cool breeze. The cool breeze is consistent. It's a consistent breeze, but every <laughs> week we have a new name, and uh, this week is Options Burgers Fiore, <laughs> yeah. which which I didn't get. And then Andy, before we started the recording, Andy was like, 
Yeah, it's my rap name. Options. Only one option. Burgers. I said it like it was a known you thing. You said it like right? it was a known thing. And I was like, no. I'm like, no. That's not it's allowed. It's a very, a very inside joke of my Morristown, New Jersey homies. Uh, we would be in high school and we'd, uh, as all suburban white kids do, we'd start freestyling when we got drunk at house parties, you know? No, you didn't. Of course we How did. How have we gone this far in the podcast? And I didn't know. <laughs> Because it's big, embarrassing, and I don't bring it up white that often. Andy, that white Andy, fucking freestyle when he was drunk, were drunk at his friend's house in the suburbs. Yeah, holy shit! Was it like that scene in Clueless where the guy was Ab- rolling with the homies? Rolling Absolutely, with the homies. that was a slice of life for us. <laughs> oh my god! Hold on, Andy, because we're not letting this go. This might be the whole episode. Let's be honest, <laughs> and let's be, let's hear it. Let's, dude. There's no way. That you okay? Because I'll be honest. I used to we used to write graffiti, quote unquote, when sure, I was a sure. kid, right? Yeah. I have friends that are still into it and are, are go good at it. Technically, I had a graffiti name. I will Absolutely. tell you my graffiti name, okay? Which isn't that embarrassing if you tell me what your rap name was. Options. Oh, it was really your. That was your actual That's rap, my name. rap name. Options, and I have the catchphrase. Oh There's God. only one options. <laughs> which is um, not a bad catchphrase it's not that bad actually that's actually options is you, not uh, that bad it's options it's o-p-t-i-o-n-s if i wasn't why would i brush with chris options from, from the streets well i'm from the cul-de-sac i'm <laughs> yeah. from the, <laughs> um, our house is at the dead end and then well our house kind of spans a couple it's blocks. a very you well-to-do neighborhood it's a well-to-do neighborhood from the street crime rate is very low what's the name of your street again you grew up on uh indian head road <laughs> Yeah, that's streets. <laughs> that street's going to get canceled soon, too. <laughs> yeah, that's going to get canceled. Yeah. That was that why that street never worked out for that porn star name. Uh, Our game. street was so street it was racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, ours yeah, that that was always like your your pet's name and your the street you grew up on. Mine was always like uh, Bruno Indian Head was my poor star name. You know what I mean? Oh, but actually, that kind of works, actually. I guess, yeah, Head is in there. That's Head's a, in there, yeah. and, and it makes it sound like he's like this native dude that's doing porn. It's very, maybe it's, yeah, I'm very yeah. niche. I'm sure you know if what? I type in Indian Head on Pornhub, a whole slew of videos will come oh, up. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but to get back, yes, know, Options was my nickname. And do you then, know what my porn name was? Oh, what well, your porn name was. Oh, wait, you know I my first your, dog's name? Forget your dog's name. Ginger oh. Fernwood. <laughs> That's a, that That's could a be a chick from the 80s. Yeah, it could. Yeah, Ginger, Ginger Fernwood. Fernwood. Yeah. Fernwood too. Terrace was my block. And yeah, Ginger. Suarez, what's yours? Uh, Buster Palm. Buster but, Palm? No, no, it isn't. <laughs> no, it isn't. No way. I think Buster you might have Pops, been around for 20 years. You might have won that game. <laughs> Buster Palm? Are you joking me? That's no. amazing. That's oh, true. my God. <laughs> that's like buck naked. That's that That's that level good. It's that level good. Absolutely. Buster Palm is so, it's like a play on words built in. <laughs> Holy shit. Fantastic. <laughs> Dude, wow, I love you it. won that game, Mike. Holy yeah, you're no Buster longer bushy. Pump? Now I want now yeah, now you're Buster Pump. What are you kidding me? <laughs> hey Bust. Yeah, can you show us this clip? Hey, Bust. What, what time you want to record today, Buster Palm? It's, <laughs> it's even like a, you know, like uh what was that guy? Was it Tim North or whoever? He would the drop in loads guy? Peter North. Like every yeah, yeah. He'd always go, bust drop in loads. <laughs> was that <laughs> <laughs> Buster Palm, <laughs> and then it's gross. But your it's your gross. your your gimmick Ooh. could have been you ejaculate into her palm, like her hand. Like that's what you do at the end. Absolutely, of every every porno is <laughs> is you busting her palm. That's yeah, it's, it's a hand fetish thing. It's a hand fetish thing, dude. <laughs> if you don't change if you don't change your name for comedy to Buster Palm, I won't be friends with you ever again. Or at least on all social media. <laughs> it's gotta be. Can we just have? Can somebody make the handle Buster Palm Buster and be Palm. a fan account and for the podcast? It, I'm assuming it's P A L M, right? It's yes. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Well, I guess there's no other way to spell Palm. <laughs> In my head, I was like, wait, is Palm hands different than Palm Springs? I guess not. No, it's the same for some reason, but it probably should be different. Yeah. Buster oh Palm. God. Holy wow. shit! I'm glad we brought that up. 
Buster Palm. I thought Ginger Fernwood was decent. Buster Palm. Yeah, like, I thought we had three good ones. But that's a grand just slam. Better and better. Yeah, that's a grand freaking slam. Buster Palm. Good for <laughs> you. Uh, yes. Yeah, so so options was one of my rap names, and then it, it became Burgers for some reason, and then it was Options Burgers. I, I, I can think of a couple of reasons for why we couldn't Burgers. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that because when you were a kid, you were a skinny kid like I was. Uh, yeah, up until like the teenage year. Yeah, up until like 13. Then I put on some chub. But yeah, so my uh, my friends would call me up. This is the beginning. Burgers was right around uh, 1999, 2000 when cell phones were starting to make their way into high society. And okay. uh, I was hooking up with this girl right after college. So this would be like 2001, 2002 from my hometown and her last name i swear to god was burger right you know b-e-r-g-e-r however that was spelled yeah 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 and so i was at her house one morning i woke up there and this was newer into our relationship of us hooking up and my buddy jacques called me and he didn't know i was at her house but he answered the phone he was like burgers What's up? And she heard me. She heard Jock be like, is he saying my name? Are you telling all your friends you're like already over here? Shit, I got trouble <laughs> inadvertently because of that nickname. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's like, a, that's like a Seinfeld episode type thing. Total coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, that's, so you were options at first. And then so you never were options burgers mixed. No, it's always one or the other. And what would you rap about options burgers? Well, it was all mostly freestyle, so there was I didn't I only have one set rhyme, and which was the uh, aforementioned crest crest uh meant um crest what is it? I don't even know like what you would call a a bar, I guess. I don't have any. Oh, I don't have bar. I don't have set 16, bars. Sixteen bars. Oh, you don't have any. You don't have any that you memorized. I only spit one bar. It's options. O p t i o n s. If I wasn't, why would I brush with crest? <laughs> Oh my god! I know, good, right? Made my day. This <laughs> made my day that you used to rap with your friends. Why <laughs> we still do? No, you don't do it, dude. No, if we don't. go to my friend Matt Udall has a Christmas has a hometown Christmas party. Oh, every year, obviously, didn't happen this year, but usually, like every mid December, like the week before uh, Christmas, all the hometown homies get together. And it's a drunken festival, and we usually end up in the basement, and my buddy Chris will start it. And if, like, one or two of the mainstays are there, we'll, dr- we'll be drunk enough, and it'll catch on. And then, like, somebody's wife will come out in the garage and be like, they're rapping in the garage again. You know, like, oh, my God. Now, <laughs> I, I want you to be canceled so bad for this. Why? You're not doing anything you're, wrong. Because you're white, and you think that you can rap. <laughs> It's mostly for our own humorous entertainment. I know. It's, it's I'm us trying to make each other laugh. Yeah, of to, course. I'm busting it's your balls. Not like, <laughs> it's not like. But I would. I would love to be seriously. there. May I come? I don't have to come for the party. All I have to do is no, can you, you give me a there. call when you guys start rapping, and I'll show Absolutely. up to the house. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my friend Chris tried to tape it one time because he's weird like that. So there might be tapes out there. Dude, if you could get some for the show, <laughs> Buster Palm would be forever in your debt. Oh, my God. Buster Palm. <laughs> my producer slash manager, Buster Palm. Wow. Yeah, it's at the DYM podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Please check us out. Sign up. Message us. Tweet at us. We'll t- tweet right back. We we talk to people. We talk to Dimwit Nation all the time. It's amazing. Also, on top of that, you can you can follow uh, um, Andrew Fiore. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter as well at Andy Fiore. That, that's, that's, that's his info. And he also has a radio show on Sirius every Thursday of four. It's called The Raw Report. It's on Raw Dog 99. You got to check it out. Right, Andy? Absolutely. And while you're there, tune in a day early, 24 hours prior to that on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. on Sirius XM Raw Dog 99. It's Sean Donnelly's very own show, which is called Celebrate. It was an amazing show, hilarious show. They take one topic and celebrate that each week. So uh, why don't you download SiriusXM if you haven't now? I don't know what the hell you're doing. It, it, they got all sorts of deals and everything's on demand. You can catch up to all the old episodes. It's a ball. Just 
<laughs> we want to thank our friend uh, now. Oh. You know him as, as Buster Palm. I don't know. Palmer. I, I call him the 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 Palmer. Why? Why'd you choke that day, Palmer? Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> We'll I had a lot riding on that. What does he go? He goes uh, personally and financially. He goes, what happened that day, Bomber? What, is, that, is that what he says? And Royal Tenet. Yeah, yeah. Just like um, I choke out there that day, Bomber. <laughs> That's so good. Special <laughs> shout out to Dimwit Dan, maybe our most loyal listener. He listens to the DYM podcast every week. And guys, if you're in New York City, Go support his bar, 11th Street Bar. It's a wonderful, great bar. They're open and doing all safe COVID stuff. And these small businesses need our help, guys, because the government sure isn't doing anything. So <laughs> support Dimwit Nation. He Support those who support us. There's a good way to put it. Please do. And guys, uh, and please tune in next week. And we want to thank you guys so much for listening. And we love you. And we want to thank the laugh button for, yes. for having us. And it, it's been nothing but but amazing. And thank you so much, Andrew. Options Burger, uh, Eminem Fiore. I appreciate you doing this. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>